1: And the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers.
0: It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods.
1: New episodes every other Monday. guy named Manuel, Alfred junior high, he said two words to me in three years of junior high. Mhm.
0: We picked a really bad week to start doing a lot of advertising.
1: Ooh, yeah, we did, bud. Yeah, we did. We, we did. We did. We did.
0: Oh no. We're so fucked. Mhm.
1: <laughs> this is not the week uh, to go ham on some advertising, that's for sure. I mean,
0: yeah. But but I already sent the invoices out, so
1: Mhm.
0: We got to do it. Oh yeah. shit. Uh, well, folks, welcome back to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves, mind, body, and soul with uh, just a long, long, sad movie with Tom Hanks <laughs> in it, I guess.
1: Tom Hanks kind of in it. Kind of. Yeah, he's in it. in it. He's
0: in it for a bit. Uh, I'm Sam Siegel and I'm one of those dumb idiots.
1: Jesus Christ. I don't even have like a moniker this week. I'm just <laughs> Luke Patrick. I'm just me. I'm just sad. I'm just bombed out yeah. after watching this movie, which was, uh, Sam, I think you didn't mention it, was extremely 2011's. loud and incredibly close.
0: <laughs> yeah. 2011 uh, sad fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke I guess how is your watch?
1: Oh man, so I did learn some things uh before starting this movie and I'm excited mm-hmm. about them which is that I think what we need at this point in this project is the ritual. You know what I'm saying?
0: Ooh, okay, the uh tell me more about the ritual.
1: The ritual. So like I finished work and then I got a nice beverage. I made mm-hmm. some kettle corn. And sat down on the couch with my notebook and my beverage and my Papa corns and I was ready to consume a movie, and I was feeling really good about it. Um, mm. And that's what I'm saying. I think at this point, we need the comforts. We need the niceties. Just like a little bit of, like, zhuzh to put on it uh, okay, before we start. So, you know, Sam, would you do anything like that this week?
0: Um... I mean, I, I did my normal, like, breakfast ritual.
1: Mm, yeah. There you go.
0: Um, but I, I mean, I don't know that there's any, like, it helped. Mm. Mostly because I knew what was
1: coming. Oh, see, I did not at all. I knew basically nothing about this film.
0: Yeah, I'm granted, I, um, I hadn't seen the movie, but I read the book. Mm. And so I did. I did know that it was going to be difficult. And I got to tell you, it's not great to start a Saturday morning with a movie that is heavily about (laughs) 9-11.
1: No, it is not. It's not really the the coffee mixture that you want. Uh, You know, not not the pep in your step sort of cocktail that you're hoping for.
0: Yeah, so this movie uh, just sucked it right out of me, and, uh, and because of that, and also because we are um, recording at um, 2.19 a.m. Uh, Sunday, April 18th, Japan time, um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to eat my lunch, and so I'm just going to start in on that. Now, Luke, do, would you like to guess what I'm eating?
1: Yeah, so we're kind of going back to our old staple here of when a movie really bumps us out, which is you eating on air and then me sort of guessing guessing what it is that you're consuming.
0: Yeah, I've got what I would call sort of a garden of earthly delights uh, over here. I've got a lot of textures. I, I chose this meal based on sort of the textural variations.
1: Yeah. Well, before you so, dig in, I did just want to plug really quick one of our advertisers this week, Orville Redenbacher. If you're looking for a nice pop of yeah. corn to go with the movie with the maximum amount of butter or a salty sweetness if you go for the kettle corn route, look no further than Orville Redenbacher.
0: Orville Redenbacher at your nearest store. And actually, uh, before, before I get started, um, I should mention that uh, I, my day started pretty good because, Luke, yesterday, mm-hmm. for the first time in 14 months... I got a haircut.
1: Oh, nice, man. That's a huge get.
0: And it feels so good. And, Luke, it feels even better due to the wonderful service and quality of haircut that I got. Mm -hmm. And the fine people at Handel Barbershop in downtown Little Rock. Folks, go check out Handel Barbershop, the very talented barbers there. Uh, They'll treat you good. And they'll give you the fine hair products of broche. Mm-hmm. Uh, including what I'm sporting today, Broche Fiber Pomade, a Japanese-made fiber pomade that keeps my hair just the way I like it. Mm-hmm. Broche Pomade, catch it
1: at Handle Barber Shop. And I did see the haircut, and I gotta say, man, you're looking pretty fresh, pretty fresh thank over there. You, thank you.
0: So let's let's start with uh, course number one. Okay. uh
1: Ooh, got some nice kind of crunch to that one, but a soft, mm-hmm. a soft crunch. I'm gonna guess that that is a potato chip.
0: Ooh, uh, not quite. This mm. is actually one from uh, two of our other sponsors. This is a a fine buttery whole wheat Ritz cracker, mm. which uh, pairs perfectly. With all-natural Jif creamy peanut butter, folks. Grits and peanut butter, a match made in heaven.
1: <laughs> Man, it sounds delicious. I gotta say, sometimes we do this, or the, you know, the other time we've done this, some of these sounds can be kind of unappealing, but that one? I would wolf that one down in a fucking second.
0: And look, if you Oh, God. I didn't think about this part of it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's audio poison for multiple reasons.
0: You know, as good a match as Ritz and peanut butter are is as bad a match as peanut butter and podcasting.
1: Yep. This is the new challenge, Um, Sam. You have to podcast while you're consuming just mouthfuls of peanut butter, and it's going to be a joy for basically no one.
0: Yeah, and, um, folks, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. I have four of these cracker sandwiches, so, um... Mm. Uh, yeah, I, let me just say, my watch, uh, wasn't great. It was semi-disrespectful, um, just wasn't great. Luke, do you want to give us a plot while I eat more of these Cracker Sandwiches?
1: Yeah, 100%. I'll save you from eating a little bit. So if you haven't heard of this movie, or read the book, or seen it, or whatever, uh, basically, I can sum it up with this. There is a kid whose dad is Tom Hanks, and his dad dies in 9-11, and then he finds a key in his dad's belongings uh, for which he does not know the lock. And there is the name Black written on the outside of the envelope that contained the key. So the kid decides to go around all around New York, uh, basically interviewing everybody with the last name Black, trying to find the lock to go with his key. And that is the majority of the movie is him ripping around New York. Uh, There's an old man that tags along with him that is later revealed to be his grandpa who abandoned Tom Hanks' family when he was a kid. Uh, And eventually they do find out that the the lock is actually a safety deposit box for somebody else's dad who died and then uh, left the key in a vase. But then the vase was sold to Tom Hanks before the guy could figure out that the key was inside of it, and so it was a nice, fortuitous meeting. And uh, it's not really the greatest of resolutions for the kiddo. And Sam, in between all of this, is just a constant, never-ending, unbearable barrage of emotional abuse uh, perpetrated mm-hmm. by basically everybody in this film just punching you straight in the fields over and over and over. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a real, like... American Ninja Warrior of of sadness
0: is mm-hmm. how I would
1: describe it.
0: <laughs> Look, you gotta be real careful making me laugh. My mouth is full of crackers and peanut butter, and I will die. Yeah, my wife is not in the house, and I will choke to death alone.
1: Yeah, sort of a George Bush with a pretzel kind of situation. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> is it too soon? The very same. Is it
1: too soon for that joke? <laughs>
0: no, I don't think so. <laughs> Um,
1: uh, maybe too late actually um
0: yeah probably um and you know i like the timing on this is probably not great but maybe we should just come out and and say like 9 eleven was really horrible and um and we we have the utmost like uh res- respect for you know the the people who who died that day, mm-hmm. and the uh, first responders who, you know those those who survived, who are still plagued with um, with chronic health conditions due to what they were exposed to, um at this at the the site mm-hmm. and uh, and that our government has repeatedly fucked over, um trying to deny them health care uh, at every twist and turn. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so, so we support, uh, those people wholeheartedly, and, uh, and we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna make fun of nine eleven.
1: No, nor uh, are we really going to even talk about it, I would assume, too much more, uh...
0: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna try to steer clear of that one, which is why, um, I'm gonna continue eating on air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and actually, I should also note, uh folks if you hear any like buzzing that is my work phone mm-hmm. uh i am i am working today uh once again uh on my beautiful and uh, g- uh well-functioning windows surface Ooh. uh another one of our sponsors today the windows surface it does everything i need it to do for my job
1: <laughs> a ringing endorsement yeah that yeah. check's gonna clear for sure the one from uh, oh yeah from the microsoft folks um, um, yeah, so that's that's the summary for what this movie was about. But Sam, <laughs> I think I know the answer to this, but what did you think of the movie?
0: Oh, well <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Was it the the fact that it's incredibly sad or incredibly long or what what about it uh, did not hit you in a good way this week?
0: Um, I would say that it's incredibly annoying.
1: Hmm. Okay, that's a new direction.
0: Also, you want to take a guess when I'm munching down on now?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Give me a give me a little bit more of that. I
0: get through this bite.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. See, that's got some real crunch to it. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that that is a baby carrot.
0: Ooh, so close, Luke. In fact, this is an apple. Oh a fine Oregon Honeycrisp apple. Folks, Oregon Honeycrisp <laughs> apples, the best <laughs> apples in the United States. They've got the sweetness and the crunch of the, uh, the, the, the apple of your dreams. Oregon Honeycrisp.
1: Nice, man. That's some really good foley, actually. That one, that one sounds excellent. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah. That one's got a really nice vibe to it.
0: Well, I'll tell you, it tastes twice as good as it sounds mm. because it's from Oregon.
1: Yeah, everything from Oregon, including the people, tastes better than they sound. Mm-hmm. Well, not the Proud Boys. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Stay away from them. Yeah. Uh, you know, as yeah. a few bad apples, as they say. So don't <laughs> don't <laughs> more, eat those. more than a few, but not <laughs>
0: these fine honeycris. Not a bad apple in sight.
1: Yeah. So Sam, I'm dying to hear more about why you thought this movie was annoying because I have a f- suspicion that I too feel the same way. Um, but mm-hmm. before we do that, I do want to plug MSI because if you're looking for premium computer components, You really can't do any better than an MSI, especially for podcasting. You know, you really want a high-end graphics card for Mm -hmm. podcasting. uh, And that's what I've got rocking right now. And it is treating me very, very well. So thank you to MSI for premium computer components.
0: Excellent, excellent. Um, I got to tell you, I hate the kid. I I really don't enjoy the kid at all.
1: Yes, I don't like the child either. And I have very Mm -mm. specific reasons for not wanting or not liking this kid but i'm very curious what your reasons are sam
0: um he's kind of a huge asshole
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: he's he's mean to everyone Mm. who's close to him um he says he says dumb shit like suck attach my ball sack yeah um and the tambourine. I fucking hated the tambourine. He just sounded like a fucking elf running all over the place.
1: Yeah. So there is an aspect to this where they they imply that the child has Asperger's. Um, well, but as, and that was
0: confusing.
1: Yeah, and as as I understand it in the original work, that was not the case. That that was not an intentional thing that was being implied so the movie kind of made it more literal than in fact the source material Mm. would in fact make it out to be so i don't know how sensitive we should be around that um
0: well so so here's my reasoning Mm -hmm. because i thought about that and i was like okay well you know if if that's a thing that that he does to soothe and if you know but he says that he took a test for asperger's and it was inconclusive yeah And so it's implied that he does not have Asperger's. He's just quirky.
1: Sure. Sure. A very quirky child. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. He
0: just gets all up in everyone's business. And he's so mean to his mom.
1: Yeah. He's kind of a dick to his mom.
0: He's so mean to a very hardworking Sandra Bullock.
1: Yeah, Sandy Bullock is out here trying to do her best, dealing with her grief, and, you know, holding down a job and raising a child. And uh, the child, well, plus we find out at the end that his mom has been pre-screening everybody that he goes to see.
0: Yeah, so his mom has been holding down a job, dealing with the death of her husband, dealing with the horrible attitude of her child, Mm -hmm. and also doing all the work he's doing and more.
1: Yeah, essentially running around New York before he gets to people to talk Mm -hmm. to them and tell them what the situation is. And then, Sam, here's my big problem with this child. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. So, basically, the thing that I hate is that this kid is wandering around New York just emotionally napalming people. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, he shows up on their doorstep and is like, hi, my dad died. And then I have this key. Did you know him? and he just keeps doing it like over and over he just shows up and just blows up whatever day they were having with his yeah. emotional situation and we're supposed to I sympathize mean, with this but the entire time I'm just like fuck dude that is so heavy
0: yeah like if if I had to leave this podcast because a kid rang my doorbell and then said like hey my my dad died in a horrible accident and um, and he left me with this puzzle and I'm trying to find the last piece. Can mm-hmm. you help me out? It, I'd come back up here and be like, well, Luke, I'm real sorry. I can't. I, uh, You gotta do the rest by yourself. <laughs> um, I gotta yeah. help this kid and I'm not having the day that I
1: wanted. No. He just shows up and totally derails whatever they're doing. And he meets a lot of interesting people and a lot of very nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's essentially playing on their sympathy to yes to look for this lock. Um, And as you pointed out, he's not very nice to people.
0: No, he really is. And like kind of forces his way into their home. Like we Mm -hmm. see with the, it's, it's Viola Davis,
1: isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. And she is fantastic in this movie for the, she and Tom Hanks share about the same amount of screen time, which is to say five minutes. Not much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, and like, um, they, they show her, like, he shows up at her house, tells her about it, and she's, like, clearly dealing with some shit. And she's like, hey, I really, I, I can't right now. It's not a good time. hmm And then uh, she's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you. And then uh, she closes the door, and then he opens up her mail slot and screams, I'm really thirsty. So she's like, god damn it. Yeah. So she goes and opens her door. Uh, And lets him in. And then she's like, what do you want? And he's like, I'd like an iced coffee with half and half. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, kid.
1: Yeah. Fuck this kid. And
0: then then she starts crying in front of him because she's in the
1: midst of a divorce. And Mm -hmm. he takes a picture of her. Yeah. You ass clown. Kind of against her will. Like, she's clearly not into it, but is also not able to reject it at the moment. So he's really taking advantage of the situation.
0: Yeah, I just it's just wretched. And on to the next course of my lunch. Luke, what am mm-hmm. I eating?
1: Oh man. Okay, that's got an interesting crinkle to it. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna break from tradition here briefly to ask a question. Okay. Which is sweet or savory? Savory. Savory. Ooh, it's not what I was expecting. Oh, man. It all sounds like potato chips. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'll give you a hint that you're closer this time. With potato chip? Mm hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to guess that it is a Quaker Oats branded rice cake for the premium lunch snacker looking for a nice, light, fluffy snack. Go with Quaker Oats Rice Cakes. They come in a variety of different flavors. Cheddar, sour cream, and onion. You name it. Quaker Oats Rice Cakes.
0: Luke, I am genuinely impressed because you're not right, but you are so close.
1: In fact, these are Cheetos. Oh, <laughs> so puffed rice, I think, is what a Cheeto is. I, th- I think it's corn. Mm. I think it's
0: puffed corn.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But you can redeem my, yourself. What kind of Cheeto is it?
1: Ooh, see, I'm going to go with my favorite brand of Cheetos branded snacks, which is Cheetos jalapeno flavor. For the gourmet traveler on the go looking for a nice spicy treat, try out Cheetos jalapeno flavor.
0: Ooh, Luke, I'm sorry you're wrong. It is just a traditional cheese Cheeto, but is it a puff or a crunch?
1: Ooh, definitely a puff, I think.
0: You've done it.
1: It's a puff.
0: (laughs) Yes, the fine people at Cheetos are bringing us Cheetos Puffs. They're delicious, they're not nutritious, and boy, they pack a lot of cheesy punch. Cheetos Puffs. Check out that Chester Cheeto.
1: They also have the added advantage of getting uh, Cheeto dust all over the place, which is, you know, as everybody knows, really displays your level of wealth. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the amount of Cheeto dust coating everything in your home is a great indicator of how you are doing financially
0: oh yeah look my fingers are not clean
1: Mm Hmm.
0: that doesn't sound good
1: (laughs) (laughs) well Sam back to this movie briefly Uh, to finish up my thoughts on this child I legit wrote in my notebook fuck this kid's letter because at the end of this movie he writes a letter to everybody that he visited that's essentially like hey if you remember me my dad died and I came to see you (laughs) Uh, uh-huh. in case they fucking forgot which I don't think is likely um, yeah in which he says hey I didn't find the or it turns out the lock wasn't for me but it's okay sad 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 mm-hmm. and he, he just he hits them one more time just out of nowhere gives him yeah. a right hook in the right in the emotional emotional fields.
0: and there's like no like positive but like hey but it's okay though like my mm-hmm. mom and I are closer it's just like
1: yeah nothing yeah, right, turns out it wasn't a good idea. Didn't work out. Uh, yeah. Fuck that letter. Fuck. Fuck mm. that. Fuck the telephone scene in this movie where we find out oh, that. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. You mean where he
0: tortures Max von Sidow? Hmm. <laughs> um, and plays heart wrenching voicemail after heart wrenching voicemail. Of, of this man who is listening to his son's final words uh, and can't speak because of a past trauma that is never really explained um, and is writing, stop, please, no good will come of this. And then he writes, stop now, please. Mm-hmm. Like, and and the, this just fucking heartless kid is just like, and the next one and the next one mm-hmm. and it's just like Jesus and I'm sitting there tearing up over my breakfast of cinnamon and chocolate life <laughs> yes folks cinnamon <laughs> and chocolate life uh, it's a wonderful nutritious delicious breakfast meal uh, you can enjoy it with or without milk but uh, cinnamon life and chocolate life find both in your local store yeah. um, and uh, it just was not a good time
1: it was not, and that that scene in particular, I definitely hated. But also, I was thinking about the the fact that uh, Jonathan saffron Four, I think is how you pronounce his last name.
0: You know, fuck him. So it doesn't matter. I, you're right. Yeah. But I think I think he's a well noted asshole. Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, he did some shady shit with like Natalie, like texting Natalie Portman and like hmm. leaving his wife and shit. He's he's a piece of shit. So, fuck Jonathan Saffron 4. Okay. Um, well, that makes this next sure. part
1: easier. Because yeah. what I was going to say is, fuck him for writing in this scene where we find out that while the child was at home on the day of 9-11, the phone did ring and he did not pick it up. There was no need for that. There was no, no need to include it. It made me feel horrible. And then, again, oh, yeah. this child springs it on. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, the dude who's, who's locked, he shows up to this guy's office and is like, did you know my dad? And they figure out that yes, he sold him the vase with the key in it, so it's mm-hmm. his father's lockbox that the key goes to. And this kid just fucking unloads that information on this random schmuck.
0: And then, and then, it's like, do you, man who I've never met before in my entire mm-hmm. life, forgive me for not picking up the phone? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, which if you need premium telephone service, look no further than AT and T, the world's <laughs> largest telephone service provider. Uh, they will, they they have you covered. You know, international calls, local calls, they have you covered with their vast cellular <laughs> network. AT and T, folks.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> that one was. Just- oh what a great advertisement
1: um hey they're getting their money's worth this week
0: (laughs) they they really are um let's see uh god i okay so i'll tell you right now i didn't take many notes because i was essentially held hostage by my cat oh okay uh, while i watched the movie um, because I was sitting on the couch, I had my notebook in front of me, I was taking notes, and then the cat came and laid down on my notebook, mm-hmm. um, and, and really just had her paws, like, kind of across one of the pages, but anytime I tried to write on the other page, she did try to bite me, mm. um, so I just sort of sat there, and she got extremely angry at me if I ever, like, moved too mm. much,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: so the last 20 minutes in th- of the film were were real challenging because I had to pee very bad and there there were things that I needed to take notes on and uh, the cat wouldn't let me do either so I was, I was just in a fair amount of pain uh, and then when I did finally get up to go pee she was extremely angry
1: mm, yeah you hate to hear that that sounds like a cat though
0: yeah I do remember one thing uh, that I did identify with in this movie which was when um Uh, the child and Max von Sydow, the grandpa are on the uh, subway train Mm -hmm. and they are um, doing oxymorons back and forth.
1: Ooh. Yeah. And
0: and the guy in between them uh, is just sitting there and they get through like five and then he just gets up and leaves (laughs) It, it like very clearly. He was like, no, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this.
1: Yeah. You hate to be that, that guy, the middle dude, in a conversation mm-hmm. on a public transport, uh, because you're involuntarily a part of these two people's lives in a yes. big, big way. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That middle seat is absolute hell. Can confirm.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty rough. Um, <clears throat> and actually, on that note, uh, what would you think about the grandpa? And uh, before, while you organize your thoughts, what am I eating now?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my staple here, cause uh, these sounds all sound like potato chips. Is it sweet or savory? It is savory. Savory again. Do you have another one in you? Oh, look, I've
0: got a few of these.
1: Hmm. Jesus, they all just sound like potato chips. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go wide with this one and guess that that is a fucking Reuben. You are you sir are eating a Reuben sandwich right now that is very crunchy for reasons best known to no one but god.
0: Luke I am so sorry these are potato chips. Oh god, damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you sneaky fuck.
0: Uh <laughs> do you want to do you want to guess what flavor they are?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with plain old sea salt and vinegar, just a real staple. Folks, if you want sea salt and vinegar potato chips that, uh, hit you like none other, look no further than Utz. Utz has you covered with Mm. premium sea salt and vinegar potato chips that are just perfect and the right amount of crisp every time.
0: Well, Luke, I'm sorry, you are incorrect again. It is private selection chicken tikka masala potato chips.
1: Holy shit, those sound good.
0: Private selection. Bringing you some of the most complex, incredible flavors uh, at your nearest Kroger. Uh, Damn. Just everything you get, high quality, uh, delicious, and very creative.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm amazed that that's an available option for a potato chip. Where do oh I go God. to buy it? I guess I got to find a Kroger.
0: Yeah, it, dude, they are literally, they taste exactly like the real thing. It is uncanny. mm um, but do you want to guess uh, what kind of shape they are?
1: Ooh. Like, is
0: it like a kettle? Is it a uh, normal potato chip? Is it ridged? Is it, you know, yeah. curled? Well, what's the what's the sitch?
1: Well, I think the folks at Private Select, uh, is it Private Select or Private Selection?
0: Private Selection.
1: Well, there goes that check for this week. Uh, Private Selection. <laughs> I think that they've been really creative with this, and it is a Crescent Ridged Potato Chip
0: luke you nailed it (laughs) really (laughs) yeah it is it is a ridged potato chip
1: nice dude hey
0: so good job
1: i have very few skills in this life but guessing potato chips once i know that it is in fact a potato chip is one of my 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 foremost skills
0: okay yeah well i'm very proud of you um so what do you think of the grandpa
1: So, I will say this for The Renter, who is the mysterious man who moves in with their grandma, who does turn out to be the granddad, uh, the father of Tom Hanks in this movie. He was my favorite part of this movie, and it was not even close. Anytime he was on screen, I was happy again. I was so stoked to see him. Um, I loved his whole shtick of the fact that he doesn't talk. I don't love the fact that it comes from some undisclosed drama that -hmm. happened in Germany during the war. Yeah. Uh, That part. Again... Jonathan Safran 4? What the fuck, man?
0: Yeah, what's what's wrong with you? Yeah,
1: dude. Just can't let anybody have a modicum of happiness in this movie. But Mm-mm. all that being said, the man doesn't talk. He like writes things on a notepad, or he has yes or no on his right and left hand, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. I don't know. I just really dug him, and I was super stoked to see him back at the end of the movie because he kind of leaves... When after the scene with the telephone or the the voice recorder, uh, after he's been tortured, he's like, I'm not doing yeah. this kid any good. Which, fair play, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah, play. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> then he leaves. But he does come back later after the kid finally gets a hold of him and is like, hey, you should come back. And he's like, ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What do you think of Max von Sydow?
0: So he was not my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get into that in a moment. But I did think he was pretty great. Um, I did enjoy that his pants were literally up to his nipples. (laughs) Um, I love the tattoos. And I love his notebook, which did seem to be a Moleskine. Yes, folks, it's Moleskine, bringing mm. you some of the finest notebooks to, uh, on the market. You can use them for taking notes during your uh, movies that you watch for your podcast. You can uh, use them for class. You can use them for business. And you can use them as your only form of communication with the outside world. Yes, Moleskine, the perfect notebook for your needs.
1: Yeah, this is um, not a joke. I do, in fact, use the Moleskine notebook uh, to take notes during this this podcast. So I do, too. Yep.
0: Yep. That's uh, money in the bank. So, yeah, uh, Moleskine, the official journal of choice for Hanksy Panksy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but, yeah, no, I, th- I thought he was pretty good. Um, I liked, I just, I thought he did a really good job, but, Luke, I want to know, what do you think it would be like if instead he was played by Werner Herzog?
1: <laughs> well, he wouldn't be able to talk, so we're kind of missing a lot of what Werner Herzog has to bring to this.
0: <laughs> I feel like the notes would be
1: way grimmer, though, right? Oh, yes. Hey, that's an angle that I love. Every time he writes a note, it's just this deepest, darkest, despairing note from the pits of hell. Oh my god, we should stop looking because all <laughs> of life is a despairing act of futility as we slowly march towards the grave.
0: <laughs> it, every note is just like it's a fucking scroll yeah. that he's working yeah. on and so like you're having to like read it as he's still writing like oh oh god grandpa this is horrible. <laughs>
1: The horrors I have seen in my life make me incapable of vocalizing anything, just as the human condition drives us (laughs) deep within our own souls and incapable of truly expressing ourselves.
0: It's perfect. Yeah, you fucking nailed it. And also, uh, uh, let's see if you can nail what uh, the first part of my dessert course is. Okay.
1: Hmm. See, I missed this last time when we did this on Saving Private Ryan, so I'm going to go straight for the jugular and say, Sir, that is an Oreo. What flavor? Uh, I'm going to say vanilla Oreo.
0: Sorry, it is dark chocolate Oreo. Oh,
1: the complete opposite direction of a vanilla Oreo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I was in the but ballpark j- on that one, though.
0: Oh, I'm very impressed, and because you did so well and because I did repeat it from last time I'll bring you something different on this one
1: alright and this is also a dessert? yeah dessert adjacent hmm well sir I'm thinking I'm thinking I think it's going to be some of your delicious cinnamon checks life mm. cereal you're close, but I'm sorry, you're incorrect. It is
0: a graham cracker.
1: Oh, another cereal, uh, sort of baked into a delicious treat. Hey, what? <laughs> another a, a cereal like a grain, a form of grain baked into a nice, delicious treat.
0: I get, uh, Luke. That's that's anything. That's <laughs> it that's is most cake. things.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So? Yeah.
0: What the fuck, Luke?
1: That is, well, that's how they refer to it on the Great British Bake Off, is, hey, I see you've baked a nice fine cereal product today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's take a nice uh, soggy bottom taste of this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, So did anyone in your house watch with you?
1: So, sadly, yes. Both my wife and her roommate watched um, the back half of this movie Uh uh-huh i would say but they they got to do other things so i believe my Mm. roomie watched a master class on her phone during a large portion of this and then my wife did play stardew valley on switch
0: which master class
1: i think it's one about world building i forget who who provides the master class but it was it was pretty good we watched a couple of them afterwards uh good deal yeah it was pretty great hey what was your favorite part of this movie
0: Oh, it was it was Tom Hanks, uh, not not Tom Hanks dying because that was rough, and mm-hmm. not Tom Hanks's uh, voicemails and phone calls because those were heart wrenching. Yeah. Um. No, it was like just him like playing around with his awful son. Yeah. Because he's just he's so fucking good with kids.
1: He's such a good dad. Every time we get to see him in a dad role, it's just very clear that uh, despite Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks is clearly a great dad.
0: Yeah, and that like shrug he does and like the games and like the mm-hmm. the, the clues and and all of that it's all so good. And then like he even does the like swing thing where he's like clearly trying to get his son to like s- swing on a swing set and he's like really pushing for it and then his son is like no absolutely not. I can't have any fun cuz I suck so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and then Tom goes okay. And he and he walks away.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I will also just uh just while we're here, tell you about the worst part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Worse
1: than even the, the voicemails?
0: Uh yeah, actually. Okay. Um and it's when uh the kid is telling uh Max von Sydow everything. Ooh. And it's just like word vomiting, and it starts like they start like layering it so it's like this kid rapid fire talking over like the kid rapid fire talking over the kid rapid fire talking, mm-hmm. and it's like all like mixed together, and it's all just fucking incessant. And I wanted to drive a fucking spike through my skull, mm-hmm. and and actually, uh, my wife had passed through the room and did leave the house. <laughs>
1: A new level for Kenna couldn't even be in the same house as this yeah. flick. Yeah, Damn. she did say
0: uh before she left when he was like going around to other people and, and bothering what the movie called The Blacks, which I thought was <laughs> not good. Not great. Um and and uh for the record, it is people with the last name black. Yeah. Uh to to clear that one up. But she did say it's like one of those chain emails and then he started basically (laughs) screaming at max on sit out and she left our home
1: oh man that is rough that's the only review you need of this movie is that right there it's like a chain email and then somebody leaving the premises yeah oh man
0: that scene really got to me um but luke Mhm. We're on we're on the final part of my dessert. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, hit me with this last one.
0: Okay. So, uh it is sweet. I'll tell you that off the bat. Okay. And uh it does have it has a wrapper. Mm. So so that should give you some some idea of what we're working with. Yeah. And then here we go.
1: I'm going to guess that this is a fine Ghirardelli chocolate coming in a variety of flavors with both nuts and not nuts. Uh, Giardelli chocolates available at most places, but definitely CVS last minute before Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, Luke, you're actually pretty close. But unfortunately, once again, you are not correct. You have about the hit rate that I do in Hank, your moneymaker. Mm-hmm. No, Luke. This is a Reese's Thins dark chocolate peanut butter cup. Oh, yes, shit. that's right, folks. Reese's, when you need kind of low-quality chocolate and pretty low-quality peanut butter smashed <laughs> all together because you don't have anything better to eat in the house, Reese's. We make them all kinds of sizes, none of them that great.
1: <laughs> Taking some real swings at our advertiser this week, but I'm pretty sure that check will still clear, so I'm okay with it. Oh, yeah.
0: That. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you have any other sort of assorted thoughts?
1: No, dude. I'm ready to get out of this one, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I do just want to say John Goodman's in this movie.
1: Oh, hey, John Goodman, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> John Goodman. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, Luke, uh, right before we, uh, we head out of, the, out of here, um, I just want to say that I was appalled and uh and then it did anger me that the kid likes fig newtons Mm. um he mentions it and it did piss me off and luke last part of my meal what am i drinking
1: okay so last time this was just plain old waters so i'm gonna guess that this time you've got yourself a nice southern sweet tea maybe with a little bit of ice
0: do you want to take another run at it
1: is it just water (sighs)
0: Yes, it is. Just plain water. (laughs) Uh, Coming from our fine LG uh, uh, refrigerator. Yes, folks, it's LG. Making some of the finest household appliances. LG. They make the refrigerators that make the circle ball of ice. Uh, (laughs) And also, this water brought to you by Central Arkansas Water. Legally, I can only say... It's a water utility.
1: <laughs> it's weird that they paid us to say that. It seems mm-hmm. like not much of a promotion, but hey, it's their money to burn, I guess.
0: It is, uh, and they do have everyone here by the short and Curlies, so they've got a lot of money to burn. Mm-hmm. And Luke, we've got a lot of ad revenue uh, checks to cash. So let's all let's let's go to the Hank's bank and uh, and get fucking paid.
1: That sounds great. Let's go. Let's go. all right so sam usually you you have something to say around about this time in the podcast how you feeling this week um um -hmm. uh
0: uh uh, uh, well mm, hmm luke (laughs) i
1: i don't i don't want to Mm. so you you don't you don't have anything that's sort of let's say conspiratorial to to say about this flick Ooh,
0: luke oh no um <laughs> you're gonna make me do this aren't you
1: yeah i think i think the folks at home would really love to hear any sort of uh, machinations that you've got clanging around in that old skull of yours
0: all right you twisted my arm luke Teach your child about spycraft, and come with me to the conspiracy corner.
1: Ah, oh, feels good. Feels good to have something normal and positive back in our lives, eh?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing, Luke. Uh, there's not a whole lot here, mm-hmm. but what we do have is pretty interesting. So we have uh, we have a Tom Hanks here, who uh, uh whose name is Thomas Shell. Mm. Uh, it should be said. Um, and, of course, he is everyone else who he's ever played, and also Tom Hanks. And uh, and we see a Tom Hanks here who is training his child in spycraft using what he calls reconnaissance expeditions.
1: Mm-hmm. Literally a part of this movie, yes.
0: Yeah, and it is following clues, creating grids on maps to search for hidden items, mm-hmm. uh, uh, searching through uh, newspapers for hidden codes. It's a... Uh, it's a lot of pretty wild shit to teach a child.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: And yeah. Uh. So, uh, sorry. Did you have?
1: Oh no. I think. Well, also, there's the sixth burrow aspect, which he's trying to oh, get his child.
0: Oh, 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 okay. We're not. We're not there just yet.
1: All right. All right. All right. Um, all right.
0: So he's teaching his son spycraft, uh, including leaving a dead drop for his own child in that swing set. <laughs> <laughs> um which uh again uh just clearly showing that Tom Hanks still knows his old spy tricks mm-hmm. um but here is kind of the uh the complicated thing uh w- which is this occurs in 2002 yeah uh this film and um and what we know is that in the movie Tom Hanks dies but he's not clearly he's not actually dead yeah um, and what I think happened Luke is I do believe that he um, he left New York City and he went down to Mississippi pretending to be a professor because he did he did go off <laughs> to do the bank robbery and the lady killers
1: yeah using some of that spycraft knowledge that he mm-hmm. has to plan a heist down a Mississippi way okay okay okay
0: yeah, and actually, on that note, I I have a bit of a retraction to make.
1: Mm, well, that's um, something. Have we ever yeah. retracted anything?
0: I don't think so. Uh, but I gave that movie a hard time for many things.
1: Mm-hmm. Almost
0: all, 99% of them justified. Yeah. Uh, but one one thing that I said was, was ridiculous and bullshit was that Mississippi had a law that casinos could only be on the water. Mm. And I had... I had pointed to the existence of Biloxi as a reason why that was not true. And Luke, I have since found out that Biloxi is actually built on top of the water to get around that very law.
1: Holy shit. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me?
0: No. Like my, uh, my boss's 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 boss mentioned something about it uh, the other day. And I said, wait, are you fucking kidding me? Biloxi is built on the water. And she said, yeah, because they have a rule that casino, they have a law that casinos can't be uh, on land. And I Holy said, shit. fuck.
1: <clears throat> I don't know, man. I think that's a technicality because I've been to Biloxi many times and <laughs> have seen that casino. And uh, y- y- it may technically be on water, but for all intents and purposes, it is a <laughs> land-based operation, Mississippi.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, sort of finding a loophole for mm-hmm. sure. But, uh, Luke, let's get to that point that you brought up, which was New York's lost 6th borough.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is the, the goal, I believe. He's mm-hmm. trying to teach his kid to find the lost 6th borough of New York.
0: Yes. And, Luke, what do you think the lost 6th borough is?
1: So, I'm pretty sure that the lost 6th borough has to have some kind of mystical or secret, secretive origin like, maybe mm-hmm. this is a place where a lot of, like, let's say Templars or mm. Illuminati or somebody gathered. And that during the course of New York being developed, uh, you know, over the course of, let's say, the 1700s and 1800s, uh, it was displaced, but intentionally, by uh, the mm. groups that did run it. That's kind of my theory. But, Sam, do you have anything to add or to take away from that?
0: Honestly, Luke, I think that's probably the best theory out there.
1: mm yeah, yeah, I,
0: I think, uh, I think you, you've got it right on the money. I, I frankly didn't have anything better than that. But yes, I do believe it was a, a settlement by the, by the Templars mm. uh, that they had established in New York. And as it became too popular, they did uh, cut it off from Manhattan Island and they, they <laughs> sailed it off into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean.
1: Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And then For I think their, they moved their actual clubhouse or whatever to New Jersey just yeah you know kind no of one would climactic. ever look there yeah <laughs> right. it's in hoboken or something
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and and frankly that's all i've got
1: mm. well it was a tasty um, little nugget while we were in there
0: yes it was um but but luke uh i look i don't want to talk about this movie any longer than we nope. uh, have to nope nope, nope, uh, nope as nope. is legally required of us so um, let's talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Well, Luke, next week is 2012's Cloud Atlas.
1: Oh, we're finally here. The <laughs> sun is breaking through the clouds. We finally <laughs> made it to Cloud Atlas, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're there. And, Luke, I'm frankly terrified. Yeah. Um, I mean, you because-
1: have, you famously have nearly guessed the plot <laughs> of this movie several times throughout the course of this podcast yeah so. <laughs>
0: and and that's what's sort of upsetting to me because every time i have guessed the plot of the movie as an absurd shitty movie plot that mm-hmm. could not possibly be a real product mm-hmm. and you're telling me nope that's that's it
1: yep so. that one's cloud atlas pretty much
0: uh, so should I should I give my final guess for what I think the true plot of Cloud Atlas
1: is? Oh, I wish you would. I am so excited to hear whatever this is going to be.
0: Okay. I think Cloud Atlas is Tom Hanks and some woman who I actually don't know who it is um, play Adam and Eve. Oh. And i th- I think it is them being reincarnated throughout human history. Uh, and they are constantly drawn to each other despite who they, they sort of uh, come back as. And so it's just the, these two people in love with each other through the course of human history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and f- frankly, I don't, I don't really know what the end goal is. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they stand over the sort of burning wreck of humanity at the end of human history and say, well, at least we had each other this whole time. And then the planet explodes. I yeah. don't know if they go to space and they restart the whole thing on Mars. Um, uh, I, Frank, I have no idea. Sure. But but I think at the core, it's it's Adam and Eve reincarnated throughout human history.
1: Well, sir... I will only say that I'm very, very excited for you to see this flick because I think you'll be pretty pleasantly surprised.
0: Oh God. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> well well folks, uh thanks thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Um, sorry for the god awful audio that I brought this week. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but, uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast, on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod, on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Please send us your thoughts, opinions, um, uh, you know, any conspiracy theories you might have about Tom Hanks. Um, and, uh, and if you would like for us to, to advertise your product on our show as we have done with so many multinational companies this week, um, and, and in fact, we've got one more Gmail. It's, uh, it's the greatest <laughs> email client, uh, on the face of the planet. And let's face it, folks, it's Google. Who the fuck else are you gonna go to? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and, uh, also, if you could write us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be really great, as well as sharing us with a friend. It really helps us out, and Luke and I are, um, well, we're too busy counting our ad dollars at this point to really yeah. spend any time uh, telling anybody about, about the show, so if you could uh, share it with some friends, that would be uh, a great help. Luke, do you have a final quote for
1: us? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and it is said by the mother uh, in this movie by Sandy Bullock, and it is, The census isn't for another seven years. Uh.
0: Well, folks, that'll do it for this one. Thank you again for listening, and we'll be back next week with 2012's Cloud Atlas.